Welcome, beautiful souls. I'm your guide, Kato. I am a wild woman, spiritual teacher, and evolutionary astrologer. This is where I share my astrological wisdom, spiritual insights, and embodiment practices so you can live a more fulfilled life. I am here to usher you into your highest self and expand your consciousness. Welcome to As Above, So Below. So hello and welcome everyone and welcome to the As Above So Below podcast. My name is Tatiana Lucia and I'm here with our angel Kato. We are going to be doing a little short episode today on how to do shadow work in relationships so that you can uncover any unhealthy relationship patterns you may have, really see what these cycles are and start breaking them so that you can step into your relationships with more authenticity, love, and connection. Before we get started, we thought we would introduce ourselves very briefly. My name is Tatiana, and I work as a hypnotherapist and a self-help expert. Kato and I have been running retreats together now for almost a year, actually. We're coming up to a year in April, which is really exciting. And Katz is also one of my besties in the whole wide world. So it's so fun to be able to be here today on your podcast, my Katz, and to be sharing all of this beautiful work with all these lovely people. Mm, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction, my babes. I'm so happy to be sitting in this space with you today. It's basically just as having a conversation, you know, as us best friends and people get to listen to it. So like how amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, why are we besties? Um, I want to start off with that because, you know, when we are looking at our natal charts, we have such similar natal charts. We both have a Pisces rising. We both have a Capricorn moon and you are a Sagittarius sun and I'm a Leo sun. So there's some fire in there as well. And what I've noticed as well in our, when, you know, when I'm comparing our natal charts, this is also called doing a synastry, is that my Mercury is making a trine to your Mercury. So Mercury is a planet of communication, like how you speak and how you, you know, vocalize yourself. And a trine is a beautiful aspect. And I feel like I really feel that between us is that our communication is just always like with so much ease and flow. And it's really you know, you have helped me so much to step more into this work of that conscious communication. So I just wanted to say thank you for that and a little shout out. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. And yeah, I think it's also, you know, we started our friendship out because I think we have like such similar values in this lifetime, such like similar passions and interests. And it's really because of that, that we also started our baby together. We literally gave birth to Rota Venus. And it's one of the creative projects in my career that I'm so so proud of how do you feel about it <laughs> oh my gosh just echoing you fully on that it's such an honor and a gift to be creating these spaces with you and I think just the way that it's evolved over the past year has been such a homage to how incredibly powerful mm -hmm. this idea was and is and how it really has already transformed so many lives from the retreat we ran in Amsterdam which is our first one to Luxembourg and Italy and South Africa and now Greece in May. I'm just so excited and mm -hmm. just yeah. love being in this process and also watching the space that we create evolve as we evolve and grow and transform as space holders and yeah. how our journey as humans is constantly like interwoven with what we share in these spaces and how we show up 
mm-hmm. for the people that come. So it's been such a journey and I feel so lucky to be on this journey with you and you're so <laughs> wise and you inspire me in such a beautiful way. And I know you've been such a huge inspiration for me, especially in the realm of shadow work, because I know it's something that you mm-hmm. really are so passionate about. So I'm excited to be on here today speaking to you about this. So I thought it would be really nice if, um, for those who don't know, um, to maybe start off speaking about what uh, the shadow is and how it uh, shows up in a way, or what is shadow work or what is the shadow? Yeah, that's a really good question. Thank you so much. So to start off with this question, what is a shadow? Carl Jung really described it as a side to our personality that we disown, deny, or suppress, or we're just simply not aware of. And the shadow is also kind of like the other side of the persona, and it's just not exposed to the light of consciousness. So there are patterns making us react in our daily life or within our relationships. And these are patterns that we're usually actually not even aware of. So what makes our personality? To start off with that, there's three things. And the first one is our thoughts. This is all, you know, based on like what we think. So our belief systems, our unconscious beliefs uh, around men, around dating, you know, this is really affecting how we show up in dating, how we show up in our communication and so on. So we all have thoughts, but the question here is, is it conscious or is it unconscious? And what are those thoughts that aren't actually serving us when in our relationships. So that's number one. Number two is our behavior. So these are our patterns that show up in our relationships that are unhealthy. So you kind of like, um, yeah, it's what what is like a, a behavior that is unhealthy. For example, jealousy or manipulation or distrust or, you know, all that kind of stuff that can show up in relationships. And then the third part that makes us, um, you know, our personality is like our emotions. So what are the emotions that we have suppressed or that we're just like not aware of? So an example that I would like to give with this is that for a very long time, I actually didn't know, I didn't realize that I was carrying so much anger and frustration towards men. And another thing that also has been coming up in my relationship patterns is that for a very long time, I felt so unsafe around that men, around men, or just having that belief that men are unsafe. Mm. So this was definitely a couple of things that I had to work on in order for me to right now be in a conscious relationships and uh, really have attracted a man who's honoring me and who's seeing me. Um, Mm. So yeah, that would be my answer to what Mm. is a shadow. That's really beautiful. And I think I've definitely seen that in my own journey of the more you are aware of your shadow and these beliefs that you hold and these parts of you that are beneath the surface level, the more you are able to have that awareness Mm-hmm. around them and as we say a lot of the time like awareness is 80 percent of the work it's really mm-hmm. knowing so that you can start changing and as soon as I started shifting yeah. those beliefs as well like I'm so surrounded by a group of just beautiful masculine friends mm-hmm. that really hold me in safety and in love and connection mm-hmm. and my relationship with my brother and my dad has improved the men that I've dated in the past um, years has really it's such a different frequency and it really was such a huge piece for me I think to recognize how impactful shadow work really is in transforming your relationship patterns and how it can take you from these toxic connections into so much love and depth Mm -hmm. and vulnerability 
And you really start to see the world through a whole different set of eyes, which is amazing. Mm. So now that we've spoken about what the shadow is, I'm so curious to find out how is it actually created? What is the process that creates the shadow? Yes. So we first have to understand that we all have a fundamental need. And this is to maintain a sense of belonging and a sense of connection. And the reason why this is important is because it is based on survival. It is what keeps us safe. Right? So if we do not do this, we will literally die as a young child. So as a young child, we get unconditional love, you know, even when we start crying or vomiting or pooing. But try to do that when you're like at our age, at age 25 years old, you will get like a completely different response than you were like, you know, when you were doing that when when you were a kid. So unconditional love starts to get conditional love or you start to perceive it in that way, at least. And as a little kid, you're like constantly scanning your environment of like, okay, what is love and when is love being taken away? So as you start to notice, now you have to work for this love, which isn't so unconditional anymore, right, as being adults. And there's also like two fears entering your subconscious mind and your body. And this is for everyone the same, is that the fear of not being good enough, of just fear of not being enough, and the fear that I'm not going to be loved, so we mm. all carry this huge fear of rejection, this fear of abandonment, of judgments, and so on. And the reason is when you're not loved, or when you feel like you are not enough, you are not going to belong. And again, we all have that fundamental need to belong. And if this happens, you'll literally feel like you're dying or you will die <laughs> on some mm. level. So obviously this is all happening on a subconscious level. This is really important to become aware of is that you are not conscious of all of this. So what do you think is the likelihood of a child abandoning themselves so they can actually maintain a sense of belonging? Do you think it's big or small? Mm. Huge. Yeah, it's huge, right? So, you know, the one that isn't too much, uh, that side of you that isn't rocking the boat, you know, the good girl, the, the good boy, this is going to be the one, the persona that will be running the show. So the one, that other part of your personality, the one that is, you know, loud and expressive and it's just too much, that is going to be in the background because it's not safe to express that side of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our personality are aspects that we have learned is most safe for us to express. And it is most likely to create a feeling of belonging and love and connection with others. So we start to disown what is going to give us love. And we will abandon that part of ourselves. So this is how we choose to show up in the world. And everyone is literally conditioned. So there's all these questions of like, okay, but who am I truly? And astrology is a great tool that can help you uncover all mm. of that. But I think a greater question when it comes to doing shadow work is asking yourself, who am I not? You know, mm. what is all of my conditioning? So a great journaling prompt that I want to share with anyone who's listening right now is really write this down, you know. So what have I been showing to the world purely because it would give me a sense of connection and belonging? And for me, when I think back of my childhood, I was always the one who's the clown, who was making jokes, entertaining everyone, because that was, I think, you know, putting on a show that it was my belief system of like, okay, in this way, I will get love from people. I will be mm. accepted. I will be celebrated and so on. And then another part that has played a huge role in my life is also the, the one of the people pleaser. 
I would literally mm. abandon myself in order to please someone else's needs because I thought on a subconscious level that that would give me that sense of belonging and sense of connection. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think it's so common in our society. I see it with a lot of my clients, especially in hypnotherapy, where you are working with a subconscious mind that people really do not, they're not able to see these subconscious beliefs because they're subconscious. You can't Mm -hmm. see them Mm -hmm. and they are so sneaky in the way that they show up in your life and they can create a reality Mm -hmm. without you even realizing that they're creating this reality. And I've seen such massive transformations in people through working with a subconscious mind and mm-hmm. working with astrology. And that's why I think it's been such a gift to be able to interweave those two modalities into yeah. our retreats alongside yeah. like all the other tools that we cover around nonviolent communication and setting boundaries and really recognizing like, where are you showing up in the world in, in authenticity where are you showing up in ways that are not actually who you are and you're putting on a show or putting on a persona it's so exhausting so many of us live in this way and we're actually draining our energy because we're essentially acting to be someone that we're not and some people do this for their whole life yeah created road to venus it was like one of our biggest goals was to create a space where people can be exactly who they are without Mm -hmm. being judged and to know that like all of them is welcome no matter how beautiful or messy or chaotic that version of them may be in their eyes everyone is welcome there and I think that's why like shadow work is such a big piece of Mm -hmm. what we do there because it really is at the core of of everything really especially our relationships because our relationships will forever be our biggest mirrors and they will Mm -hmm. be our greatest teachers and in many Mm -hmm. ways being alone is much easier and more comfortable for a lot of people than being in relationship and I think that's yeah. why we see this people jumping in and out of relationships all the time because as soon as it gets to the real the real stuff where you mm-hmm. get triggered and the mirror is held up people don't feel like they have the tools and they think there's something wrong with their partner yeah. um, and it's so easy yeah. to put the blame outside Mm, no that's so true I love that I love everything that you just shared and it's so true we really welcome all parts of your being within our containers we really want you to make connection to your most authentic selves what is the most true to you and we really celebrate you for having shadows because that makes you human and we're all human Mm. (laughs) so this is like also one of the practices that we do within our workshops is that really honoring and claiming your shadows, right? So Mm. the example that I love to give of my shadows, for example, is that, you know, connecting it back to my Leo energy is like, I can be so arrogant sometimes. I can be sometimes so sassy and a diva, being so self-centered, dominant, um, jealous. And I have so much fire that sometimes I really have to calm myself down because otherwise I'll just Mm. explode and I'm turning into this Godzilla, (laughs) so these are like my patterns that I had to work on for the past years and it's an ongoing journey right there's no end destination there's just like these ongoing deaths and rebirths but it's about claiming them because it stays a shadow when it's not being owned and we cannot disown what we have not yet owned Okay. Mm. Because the thing is, what you hide will not give you a break. It will literally become a monster over time. 
So I had to deal with my jealousy issues in the past, for example, or would literally just take over my life in such an unhealthy way. It just wasn't sustainable, not for me, but also not in my past relationships. Mm. And at the same time, what also came up for me when I started doing the work is like, as soon as my shadows were exposed, I felt a lot of shame and I felt very uncomfortable because mm. I felt exposed as fuck and it's just so scary (laughs) and you just don't want anyone to find out all of these things about you and this is what I really value about my friendship with you is like I really feel so safe with you to express all parts of my being all of my insecurities my fears but also my desires like everything that's been hidden Mm. or that I've been at least trying to hide from society because I don't want anyone to find out about it because I'm just feeling so embarrassed But it's really the magic is starting to unfold in those little moments when you do get to share about it with loved ones, people that you feel so safe with and who do have like the capacity, you know, to handle that and communicate with you and to work through it. And um, yeah, we just have the emotional maturity to sit in this space with you because... We're not vouching here for you need to expose your shadows to each and every one because there's a lot of people who can't deal with your shadows because you're actually making them feel uncomfortable. So it can kind of like have this opposite effect. So this is not what we're saying here today. Mm. I'm, I'm curious, you spoke a little about your own shadows. How would someone know what their shadows are? Like for me, for example, how would I recognize, oh, this is my shadow that's acting up? What? some tips you could give people around that yeah so there's a few ways of how you can do that if you are completely new to this one of the first things that I would say is start out with self-reflection really start looking at yourself you know this is a beautiful invitation for self-inquiry and looking at okay like for example what is it that I'm preaching against because usually this is these are the parts that are hidden within you right this is can be a shadow but also reflect on what is it that I don't want to see? Again, what is so embarrassing, so uncomfortable, so scary for me to share about with other people? Because I I literally just, I would rather want to die. (laughs) So really thinking about those questions, like self-reflection is key when doing the work. But then another part of this is projections. As you mentioned as well, Tats, we live in a mirror universe. So whatever we're being triggered by, this is mirrored back to me, all the parts of myself that I have not healed yet, that I have not integrated yet. So asking yourself these questions of like, why does this trigger me? What has been coming up for me? What is something that I don't know that I don't know? Right. And our triggers are always such beautiful invitations for growth. They are really showing us our inner homework. And this reminds me of... Last year, um, there was this one older woman in particular um, that I was working together with, and she was extremely sassy, extremely arrogant, and so dominant, right? And it just triggered the shit out of me. I was like, who the fuck do you think you are to treat me like this and to communicate in this way? It's so violent, her communication. So I got like very dysregulated from that. And then someone asked me that question of like, but who does she remind you of? And then I started thinking of like, well, she reminds me of my sister in a way for sure. But what is actually even more true is that she reminds me of a younger version of myself. 
where I was showing up as sassy and arrogant and, you know, all of these things. And I was like, oof, wow, that's deep. That's, that's, whew, that's a lot. So that was a beautiful realization for me. And from that moment, I was actually able to shift that dynamic that I had with her because I could show up with so much more understanding and compassion. And I wasn't like fighting against her anymore. I was really like, I see you, I understand it. And you're not my person, but I, I just, I released myself from that trigger because I had the self-awareness yeah. of like where it was coming from. So in this way, we get to take self-responsibility in a way, really looking at our own shit instead of blaming or projecting or assuming or judging and so on. Okay. And then a third one that I would highly recommend is really looking at your patterns. So a pattern for me in relationships for a very long time is that I kept falling in love with emotionally unavailable men. <laughs> and it was so frustrating to me. And you know, as well, Tati, I was always like crying you, um, calling you a crying at the same time. And it's just like, yeah, it was definitely a, a difficult one um, to work through. That's really like, I want to invite you guys to also reflect on like, what is my pattern in relationships and sex and dating, whatever, wherever, in whatever area of your life. And also asking yourself, you know, why is this a pattern? What is it that I have not released yet? What is literally an energetic match to attract this type of person or this type of situation mm. into my life over and over again? Because a pattern is something that happens continuously. It's not just once. It's not just a yeah. coincidence or whatever. And then last but not least, I would say, go reach out to anyone that you feel trust or that that's trustworthy, whether it's like a therapist or a coach, really receive coaching on that. You know, someone who can point out your shadows and give you their reflections. Someone who can call you forward, not someone who can call you out, because that can be sometimes quite violent. So doing it mm. in love. Mm. I think, yeah, it can be quite confronting like I know when you were speaking about for example attracting emotionally unavailable people I think one of the hardest things actually to see in that and it took me a really long time was to recognize that they were just mirroring back my own emotional unavailability yeah. and that as much as like consciously I was wanting a partnership subconsciously as soon as I met someone who is emotionally unavailable I freaked out because I was so worried that it would negatively impact the life path I envisioned for myself and that I wouldn't be able to travel and do retreats yeah. anymore and that I would be trapped and, mm -hmm. and I actually realized through that how much I was holding and how much was actually blocking that mm -hmm. from coming through and that is also I think probably the hardest piece is really acknowledging that it is our blocks and the limiting beliefs that we hold that are creating these situations in our life. And as soon as we step into them and work through them, mm -hmm. these things will dissolve and your whole world will change. And that's really beautiful. But I think it is really hard to see your own shadow, partly because we tend to have these blind spots, but also because it can be quite confronting. What, what would you say in your opinion is the reason that it's so much easier to spot someone else's shadow as opposed to being able to see your own? Mm -hmm. Yeah, such a great question. So how I see shadow work, it's basically, it's kind of like this iceberg and people are showing you only the tip of the iceberg, presenting themselves at their best in the most beautiful way possible, right? It's putting on this facade and it's all amazing in the beginning, but then you start seeing their shadows over time and you start getting into a fight, for example. So mm. when we're looking at shadows, these could be, for example, 
desires or also kinks, anything that you may have been suppressing or judging yourself. It could also have been disempowering beliefs, painful experiences, suppressed emotions such as like guilt, shame, anger, resentment, all of that, but also unhealthy patterns, anything that has been taboo for you. This is all being considered as a shadow and that is like kind of like on, you know, below the surface, below uh, the tip of the iceberg, the things that we don't see. Um, so shadow work is kind of like scuba diving with a torch and just <laughs> looking at like, what are the things that I don't know that I don't know? What is it that I'm too scared to look at? What is it that is taboo for me? What have I been suppressing over time? What were like any disempowering beliefs and thoughts and all of that that are created from, you know, that stems from childhood? So what are parts of, of myself that I haven't looked at for a very long time? What is it that I have been disowning as a child to maintain that sense of connection and that sense of belonging with my caretakers? So this requires so much self-inquiry, self-reflection, all of it, so much self-awareness, because you really, really need to go deep with doing this work. It's not just like one mm -hmm. workshop of two hours and you're done, you're sorted. <laughs> or Gucci. And this is why it's like, it's easier to spot someone else's shadow than it is to spot your own because it takes work. And like what you said or mentioned in the beginning as well, we live in a mirror universe. So when something or someone triggers you, this is really an invitation for you to do your own inner work yeah. or to do your own inner homework. So, yeah, that's beautiful. And in regards to relationships in particular, whether it is a romantic relationship, also a friendship, um, how would you do shadow work or start practicing shadow work in your relationships? Yeah. So it's a very simple process. Yet at the same time, it's super challenging <laughs> and difficult for the ego. So really start looking at your patterns, your behaviors, your thoughts, which you think are you, but aren't actually you. And the first part of this whole process is awareness, because you mentioned as well, it's 80% of the work. And you cannot mm. intervene in a world where you cannot see. You cannot disown what you have not yet owned. So really write this down for anyone who's listening. You cannot intervene in a world you cannot see. You cannot disown what you have not yet owned. So the first step is always awareness with doing the work. And that brings me to the second step, which is to own it and to accept it, that it is there. So it's not about shaming ourselves. It's really about talking to your body, talking to yourself from a place of love and care and gentleness and compassion. Because we want to change ourselves from a place of acceptance, not from a place of shame and guilt because that's going to have the opposite effect as well and then the third step or the third part is really integration this is coming back to harmony so we have like the split consciousness where we have like all of these different sides of our being and our personality we're full of oppositions and this is what astrology also shows us so beautifully um, but it's really about how can we bring all of those parts together and bring them back into harmony and really integrate them rather than having this mm. inner conflict or turmoil um, because these two opposite aspects of your being have not been integrated yet. So understanding that you're on the same team here, you're not fighting each other. So yeah, 80% is awareness and acceptance and then 20% is integration work because from the awareness that you have gained from it, 
you can now make a different choice and decision on a daily basis. And this is exactly what we do within our Road to Venus retreats as well, is that we have astrology and numerology, for example, and also breath work, which is a beautiful, great tool to gain more clarity. Um, but it's really about first uncovering like, okay, what is there below the tip of the iceberg? What is all of the shits that we have not yet brought into awareness? and into acceptance, really going deep into that. And then there's yeah, these, all these other beautiful modalities that we love to work with, such as hypnotherapy, which is completely your zone of genius, Tats. You're an incredible uh, guide with that. But then also EFT tapping to really change those disempowering stories, limiting beliefs, and healthy patterns um, that you created about yourself and about you know certain aspects of your life throughout your life. So it is our intention with these containers that we create is to really allow you to awaken and heal and transform your life so you can set yourself free and you can start creating your own dream relationship, whether it is attracting if you're still single or you're already in a relationship. It's really about looking at like, how can we deepen our intimacy and our love and our connection and yeah, I'm honestly so excited to bring this space alive. Yay. When is our retreat in Greece, Tati? It is in May from the 10th to the 14th. And it is, I, I feel like one thing that I always feel so much is how deep the connection and the intimacy is in these spaces, especially the friendships. So many of our past participants will, will like message us and send us photos like a whole bunch of participants from Amsterdam are actually all here in Cape Town at the moment on holiday and it's just been so beautiful to see how positively the retreat has ex impacted their romantic relationships but then also their friendships and how much community it's built and how much deeper all of their relationships whether it's with their children or their partners or their parents or their siblings or their friends has become and I think that's probably one of the biggest gifts this space will just keep giving people is mm -hmm. deep connection, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. And I'm just so excited to be creating another one with you soon. It's going to be magic. Yeah. Me too. What I love about it the most as well is like we literally have people coming over from all around the world, from the States, Canada, from uh, the UK, Ireland, South Africa, Germany, Luxembourg, it's it's all over. And it doesn't really matter what your age is, your nationality, your gender, we really don't care. This retreat and these containers is basically for anyone who has ever loved in their lives and also desires to open up their hearts even more to allow deeper love to come true in their lives. So yeah, I'm really, really excited. Thank you so much for having this beautiful conversation with me, Tati. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me, my love. I always love being here and connecting with you. And I'm sure we'll do many, many more. Um, so yeah, thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's conversations like these that make my heart so full of love. Thank you, thank you so much for tuning in today, my love. I enjoyed having you and I hope this episode inspired you and expanded your consciousness and your heart. If you want to connect more deeply, you can come join me on Instagram at KatCaitlin. I would highly appreciate it if you rate and leave a review on the podcast. I would be absolutely most grateful for you. And obviously, as a little gift in return, I'll send you a mini reading regarding your purpose. 
all you basically have to do is just slide into my DMs on Instagram and send me a screenshot of your review plus your birth date details and your email address. Let's raise the vibration together because when I rise, you rise and we rise together as a collective. So yeah, I cannot wait to see you again in the next episodes. Until then, keep spreading your light. I'll see you soon.